0: Now, we hope joining us once again is retired National Weather Service meteorologist Hugh Johnson for our weekly discussion of weather and climate. Uh, there will be a slight delay when we try to patch him in. And he's Hello. here now. Hey, welcome back, Hugh. And let me introduce hey, hey. you. Oh. Your oh. turn. You go ahead, <laughs> Let me introduce you to my co-host, Victor.
1: How are you, Hi, Victor. Hugh? Hi. Good.
0: And happy new year. I hope your holiday was nice. I heard that the year 2023 was not only the warmest year on record for the world, but here in Albany as well.
1: Is that true? That is correct. We smashed the record. The old record was 51.6 in 2012. We beat that by six tenths of a degree, uh, 52.2. Compare that to our normal 30-year average of 49.4. So we were 2.8 degrees. Above normal, And we had, what, four or five months that were in the top 10 warmest, including December, I believe our third mile was this month. October was in the top 10, so it was September, I think, and February and January. It was just an amazing trilogy of, of months that, you know, combined together gave us the record.
0: I know my bushes at home are getting a little confused with my forsythia in bloom already, but hopefully there won't be too much damage done by the heat.
1: Well, yeah, but we we got. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, I saw the grass. The grass was green down in Albany. I'd never seen the grass so green in early January. I'd never because it was also very wet in December. So between the mild temperatures and the war and the wetness, it's like being in London.
0: Yeah, and speaking of green grass, I before we I asked you about weather in in Buffalo for Christmas, and you said it wouldn't be as bad as last year. It was green grass even in Buffalo.
1: 54. I think, they I think they broke their record high. We didn't break our record high. We were in the low 50s. I think they had their warmest Christmas on record. I'm pretty sure they did.
0: The International Climate Summit, called COP28, met in Dubai in
1: December. Yep. And you. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. What's your take? What is your take, Hugh? Well, it, it was a nice conference. They put a lot of money into it. It was it was ironic. They put it in, in a place where one of the greatest oil capitals of the world, uh, uh, Saudi Arabia, Dubai and all that. Uh, there, I, I think a lot of it was a lot of it was was hair and wanding. But a couple of good things that came out of it was countries realized that we really really have to ramp up green energy by 2030 if we're going to keep our temperature of the earth at 1.5 C. Folks, by the way, we almost hit that this year with being our warmest year on record, I believe it was 1.4 above normal. So we did have help from the El Nino, which added a couple of but we are really on that edge of that anyways. So that was one of the take-homes. Uh, probably the best thing was that $726 million was, was designated to countries that are suffering from climate change that have nothing to do with it. It's not the ones that are contributing to all the CO2, but they're the ones that are hurting a lot of African countries and and South America countries. You realize that last year in the winter in South America, there were places running 20 degrees above normal day after day above their normal high and people were dropping dead. Um, The money is needed. It's a very small amount. They need a lot more than that, but at least it's a, a step in the right direction. So that's, array of optimism. Uh, Basically, those are the two main uh, points. I I really, really, my own gut feeling is it's too little too late, but I hope I'm wrong. But I mean, we really are running out of time. I mean, 2030 is only six years away, less than six years away. So good luck reducing the CO2 over 50% when it's still climbing last year, 7%.
0: I think the next climate summit is also going to be in the Middle East, which makes me wonder exactly how much of a stand we may have against fossil fuels. Yet despite all this talk of warmth, we finally had an old-fashioned snowstorm over the weekend. So who who got the most and how did the forecasting go? It seemed to be creeping up and up and up to expecting about a foot and then ended up being a lot less. What's going on?
1: Well, okay, Ray, I, I think they did a pretty good job. They went 8 to 12, 6 to 12. We got the lower end of that. Not that far south The Middleton Valley got over a foot. So the storm actually, the surface storm, underperformed from here north because it went a little further south, and, and some of the miles were picking up at that at the last minute. But it went a little south of what we call our benchmark where it would touch the Cape Cod Canal. It was about 50 miles south of that. That said, again, uh, Hudson Valley did very well, Middleton Valley. We got a lot of of energy from the upper-level part of the storm. It was not that strong, but it still came through, and it it was able to produce optimal snowflakes because of the lift was in the right part of the cloud and temperature and all that. So we got a pretty good dump in the the midday on Sunday, which the the one model picked up on at the last minute because we were all thinking it would come overnight, and I woke up with only a couple inches of snow on the ground, but I got a good four inches from midday on, so... We got those nice dendritic snowflakes, the, the, the optimal growth ones, and we piled it up pretty good. But it was a generic snowstorm 7.4 at my house. I think the airport, 7.2. Most places in the capital region, around eight inches. So it was generic. It wasn't too wet. It didn't blow around too much, and it wasn't infested with sleet. So good old fashioned snowstorm. I'll take it. What is the
0: weather for the upcoming week? Any more st- <laughs> snowstorms in the pipeline?
1: Yes and no. Um, well, yes, there, there's going to be a little snow tomorrow. We're we, we got a. we we're, we're, we're basically a jet stream, the Pacific jet streams on steroids right now. We're getting one storm after another coming in from the Pacific. A classic El Nino setup races up the Gulf Coast and, and races up the coast, although this one, unfortunately, is going to go to our west. So what this means, we're going to get a burst of snow in the afternoon. We might actually slick up the roads pretty good for a while, maybe an inch or two of snow, and then it should go over to quickly sleep and rain, and then we're going to have a, a one to two inches of rain, and we might actually have a flood because we're going to have strong, suddenly winds and temperatures pumping up to near fifty. You heard that right, late tomorrow night into early Wednesday. So we're going to melt a lot of the snow. This is what climate change is. I mean, you know, this is crazy. We can finally get snow, and we're going to lose a lot of it, maybe not all of it. So that's I, I, that's one storm, and then there's another one coming for the weekend. That might do the same thing. So, watch out. Uh, unfortunately, that one too looks like a snow to rain scenario. So, uh, we're not going to pile up the snow, but we could put piling up the water in the rivers. And and unfortunately, this is going to be bad with basements because the ground's just starting to freeze now. And so, the water will have nowhere to go. So, it could be really bad. Um, temperatures will come down behind the storm later on Wednesday and especially later in the week. And by next week, we might actually see temperatures at or slightly below normal. Staying that way a little longer, but until then, we got these two storms to watch out for. Do
0: you have any longer-term predictions? Like, is this we're finally getting winter, and it's going to stay winter now, or?
1: going to try. We're we're watching that with the old pol- polar vortex. There are some sun- signals that it might weaken and and bleed, and what will happen? It weaken, it will bring some really arctic air down somewhere, and we might get you know, cl- cl- and that might be more like a late January, February thing. And if that southern stretch stream stays active, look out. We might finally get some good snowstorms. But, you know, again, that's kind of what I'm thinking for later in January, February. And and by the way, that track could be suppressed south at that point. Maybe the Mid-Atlantic gets in. We don't. But I think that's that's what I'm thinking is going to happen cooler and still pretty active as we go into later January and into February.
0: One of the things I love about talking with you, Hugh, is that I can ask any climate or weather question that comes up. And I've <laughs> learned from you the complexities of predicting weather, even a, a week ahead, much less months ahead. What do you think of mm-hmm. books like the uh, Old Farmer's Almanac that, that get printed like a year and a half before the winter weather that they're forecasting? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: they they do have some reliability, I'm going to say that in quotes, uh, they they look at very long, like they look at the El Nino and some other stuff. But, you know, it's if you look at them carefully, they're pretty vague uh, and misleading. In other words, they'll have like, you know, five things happening in three days and, and, and you don't know what, what end, end is up. So I, I wouldn't put much stock in them, I guess I would say. And usually they tend to go for the colder, snowier winter kind of thing. Uh, that's what I find anyway. So not a lot of stock. It's something you can look at, but I mean, you, you can't really plan. I mean, Basically, winters around here are still going to have up to 59 inches of snow. They're still going to be cold. They are changing. They're not as cold as they used to be. But, you know, I I went out and and hiked in Thatcher Park today because I know we're going to lose this wonderful snow in the next day or two. So, you know, I try to take advantage of it. But we are living in a different time now. Things are not what they used to be.
0: It's interesting. You head to the parks when you know we're going to lose the snow. And I head to the parks when maybe uh, the, the snow, to beat the snow. Well, thanks for joining us once again. Next Monday is yet another holiday, but we look forward yeah. to talking with you in two weeks. Thanks again, Hugh.
1: Indeed. You've got to have a great night, folks. Bye-bye.